Good morning, and welcome to the Cyber Smart Morning News Update. With the always evolving world of cyber threats and defense, you need a source you can trust. FBI retired Special Agent Darren Mott guides you through today's intricate cyber landscape and brings you the latest headlines and insights and what it means to you. Let's dive into today's cyber news. Good morning, friends. It is Tuesday, February 27th, 2024. This is the Cyber Smart Morning News Update. I'm your host, retired FBI Supervisory Special Agent Darren Mott, and I want to thank those of you who download and listen to the podcast for continuing to do so, for subscribing, all that fine stuff. If you're just new to the podcast and find you get value from it, please subscribe. It would really help out the uh, the technological algorithms out there for the podcast. So five stories today. So hopefully get you in here and out pretty quick. First one is from cybernews.com. Vilius Petkowskis reporting. And as, as always, all articles listed on this podcast are available for review uh, in the show notes because I'm not going to talk about all of the article, just some headlines from it. So with travelers spreading their wings for a new season of traveling, attackers are adjusting their campaigns to distribute agent Tesla malware. Scammers are targeting users of popular travel-related service providers with malware masquerading as inquiries from brands such as Booking.com, Forcepoint, researchers have revealed. For example, for example, attackers distribute emails impersonating Booking.com. The letter asks the recipient to check the attached PDF for a card statement. As anyone who has ever booked a hotel or apartment knows, any last-minute emails from the resident's owner can be stressful. Attackers bank on precisely that, as the PDF attachment in this case is infected with malware. Once the user opens the link from the PDF, the URL downloads an obfuscated JavaScript invoking PowerShell and later deleting the script. The end goal of the attack is to deploy agent Tesla malware on the targeted system. Attackers employ Agent Tesla malware, an advanced remote access Trojan that functions as a keylogger and information stealer, Agent Tesla is one of the most prominent rats in circulation, affecting up to 7% of organizations worldwide. The malware targets Microsoft Windows OS-based systems. So if you do this in um, a Mac system, you're okay. This only deals with Windows systems, but still that's the majority of people who are out there. Uh, so the key part here, something to talk about all the time on this podcast, my other podcast, and anywhere I ever talk, is be careful what you're clicking on in links. If you did indeed book a travel thing through booking.com, be, check the header information uh, from the sender, from a response to email, anything like that to make sure that it's valid. If you did not, but you know you didn't book any kind of travel and you get something from booking.com, by all means, do not open a PDF from this particular email. So be careful what you're getting. Be careful what you're downloading. Make sure you have all your antivirus running. Ideally, since this is a known piece of malware, there are signatures that will allow your antivirus to catch it. Um, but you never know. Sometimes they get through. So again, be careful what you click on in emails. Cyberscoop.com, AJ Vicenz reporting, Five Eyes Nations warn of evolving Russian cyber espionage practices targeting cloud environments. The advisory issued by the UK's National Cybersecurity Center breaks down tactics and techniques from SVR hacking operations. Longstanding cyber espionage and data collection units tied to Russia's Foreign Intelligence Service, or the SVR, are evolving their techniques to gain access to cloud environments. The British, U.S. and partner government said in an advisory on Monday, the advisory issued by the U.K.'s National Cyber Security Center, co-signed by a range of counterparts, agencies in the U.S., Australia, Canada and New Zealand, that's the five eyes partners, details evolving tactics, techniques and procedures at SVR hacking operations tracked widely under the APT29 and Cozy Bear monikers are employing to penetrate an increasing number of cloud environments used by both private and public organizations. APT29, or Cozy Bear, as you may recall, 
was responsible for all the activity during the 2016 uh, U.S. presidential campaign that targeted the DNC, the RNC, did all sorts of stuff. They are prolific uh, hackers, if you will, state-sponsored hackers. Um, They were also responsible, it's believed, for the solar wind supply chain attack in 2020. So they know what they're doing. Uh, they will look for vulnerabilities. Um, you can go in the article. There's links to the to the report. You can read more about it. Um, but the does say the Cybersecurity Infrastructure Security Agency has also shared best practices for business-oriented cloud environments through its Secure Cloud Business Applications, or SCUBA project, the advisory said. So um, certainly there's ways to secure your cloud system, but you got to remember the chances are you are using a third-party provider for your cloud services. So make sure that they're at least aware of this particular briefing. Hopefully they are. Hopefully they're paying attention. Hopefully they're taking means to protect their particular cloud environment from these particular attacks. SCmedia.com, Laura French reporting, Loan Depot confirmed social security numbers leaked in a breach claimed by Alpha V and Black Cat. Major U.S. mortgage lender Loan Depot notified nearly 17 million customers that their data, including social security numbers, may have been stolen in a cyber attack in January. Loan Depot, which offers also offers personal loans, said in a breach disclosure published by the Office of the Maine Attorney General on Friday, which was the 23rd, that an unauthorized third party accessed the data in company systems between January 3rd, January 5th, and the incident was first detected on January 4th. The compromised data includes names, addresses, email addresses, financial account numbers, social security numbers, phone numbers, and dates of birth, according to a sample notification letter provided by Loan Depot to the Maine Attorney General. Alfie Black Hat claimed responsibilities for the breach. Um, so the point here being, if you are a Loan Depot customer, look for that particular notification coming that your data has been stolen uh, because there is email address information here. And but I don't say anything about passwords, but it, you still want to change your password at Loan Depot. Change your password. If you had the same password to use at Loan Depot and you use it elsewhere, change, change it everywhere. Um, so this is certainly um, going to be free credit monitoring for you going forward. Um, but again, just goes to show that everybody can be a victim. And you would think that a company with 17 million clients that do mortgage loans and personal loans have the money to do the correct cybersecurity methodologies that they need to stay safe. Clearly, they did not. And here we are today. Lockbit is back and threatens to target more government organizations. This is from securityfairs.com, Perlugi Paganini reporting. I believe I even said this yesterday on the podcast, this exact thing. But here we are. The Lockbit gang is back and set up a new infrastructure after their recent attempt by law enforcement to disrupt their operation. Last week, a joint law enforcement action, which we all know is codenamed Operation Kronos, conducted by law enforcement agencies from 11 countries, disrupted the Lockbit ransomware operation. The operation led to the arrest of two members of the ransomware group gang in Poland and Ukraine and the seizure of hundreds of crypto wallets used by the group. Now, one thing I will I did read today. That Lockbit said that the two guys arrested were affiliates, so they were not Lockbit members. They're actually affiliates who are basically individuals that use Lockbit as ransomware as a service. So not exactly Lockbit. They just kind of use it. So it is what it is. Um, what did they say here? So Lockbit's information is back. Uh, the new leak site also includes an entry for the FBI that contains a long message to the law enforcement agency. According to the message, the FBI hacked the gang's infrastructure because they didn't want to leak information about Fulton County. I doubt that's it. But anyway, the ransomware group claimed to have stolen documents containing a lot of interesting things about Donald Trump's court cases and could affect the upcoming U.S. election. Sure, sure. Uh, and there's a big thing about what they did. Um, they apparently had a vulnerability um, in PHP, and they didn't update, and they were lazy. As we said, they were late, had lazy, lazy operational security, um, and that's how they got in. But 
they had backups, they had other tools and they're back up and rolling. And it will just be a matter of days until we see a, the next victim of the lockpit ransomware. The, the note to the FBI is very lengthy. I'm not going to read it here because it's a lot of stuff and it's a big, looks like a big run on sentence, but you can go ahead and take a look at it if you want an amusement for your Tuesday. But hey, as predicted, lockpit is back. Ransomware continues. But again, something law enforcement had to do, at least to poke them in the nose a little bit um, and let them know that they're watching. And finally, from infosecuritymagazine.com, James Coker reporting, White House urges tech industry to eliminate memory safety vulnerabilities. Mm -hmm. The White House has called on the tech industry to adopt memory safe programming languages, eliminating most memory safe vulnerabilities from hardware and software. The report by the Office of the National Cyber Director noted that memory safety vulnerabilities are one of the most pervasive class of bugs. Up to 70% of security vulnerabilities in memory, unsafe languages that, okay, let, let me re, let me see that again. Up to 70% of security vulnerabilities in memory, unsafe languages that are patched and assigned a CVA designation are due to memory safety issues in the industry analysts have found. That's a bad sentence, but okay, James, work on it. The OCND said that software and hardware developers are best positioned to implement memory safe languages, noting that it's a scalable method to substantially improve Software security in most situations. Programming, and then there's some quotes here from, from, from people and it talks about how to implement memory-safe programming languages. The question being here is, sure, sounds, makes sense that you could do this because you would, you would lessen the impact of malware. The problem that's not listed here is, if you do it, here's the benefit you get from it. Here's why this is easier and, more, and better to use. And I would say this, from the, in the tech community, if, if creating these programs in these languages was that easy and that simple and that useful, they would have done it. Clearly, there is a value in creating software that resides in memory, makes makes the programs work more efficiently. I understand the vulnerabilities associated with it, but just coming up with some random suggestion on how to fix cybersecurity is going to do nothing. I mean, it's not like this is a requirement. They're just saying, hey, please do this for us because this is what we think is better. Well, you know, when you stop getting targeted and hit by simple cybersecurity vulnerabilities yourself, then maybe you can talk about how you stay safer, but here's where we are today. So if you want to read that, um, hopefully I've saved you from it. But again, another White House suggestion on cybersecurity that will probably go nowhere, but I guess they felt like they had to say. That's going to do it for today's episode of the Cyber Smart Morning News Update. Again, thank you so much for taking the time to download and listen. If you have thoughts, comments, or questions, feel free to email me, Darren at thecyberguide.com. You can follow me on LinkedIn or read my Substack, or follow me on any the other social media places that I hang out, which is mostly LinkedIn. Sometimes you can find me on X, but I don't do a whole lot on there either. As you go through your day, know that knowledge is protection. If we can understand the threats targeting us, we can assess our risk, proceed wisely. Thanks again. Enjoy your Tuesday. We'll be back again tomorrow. Cyber Smart Morning News is written and produced by Cyber Guy Productions. Feel free to email thoughts, comments, or suggestions to Darren at thecyberguy.com or follow Darren on LinkedIn at linkedin.com slash in slash Darren Mott. Thanks for listening.